Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. So many things going on at Walt Disney World and also at Disneyland and other places. And I need to catch up. My apologies for not having as many podcasts recently. Uh, And so that may explain why I'm not just offering one, not two, but three restaurant experience reviews as part of this podcast today. We're going to start with Steakhouse 71, which opened on October 1st of this year at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Formerly known as The Wave, this restaurant may well be one of the best ways you can celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration. It's a traditional 70s style restaurant with plenty of memorabilia, cherishing the creation and first decade of the Vacation Kingdom of the World. Then. We have a second experience on the other side of Walt Disney World Resort property. For a recent birthday celebration, my wife and I visited Topolino's Terrace, a restaurant which actually I had done a a bigger review um, maybe about four or five months earlier. We'll put a link to that on our Disney at Play website. post in fact make sure you subscribe when you're there because uh, there are a number of videos and images and links that will be at um, that post tied to this uh, podcast so i had done an experience earlier and it was a very mixed review this time we were seated against the window where we could enjoy harmonious from the air and i have to tell you it was a far better experience than before. So we're going to share a little bit about what happened there. But no dining experience of late was as impressive as Toledo Tapas Steakhouse and Seafood. Located high atop of uh, Disney's Coronado Springs Resort and the tower there, not only did the setting itself Well, it was apart from all other dining experiences on Walt Disney World property, but so did the meal itself. It was impressive. As I was joined by a team of six managers visiting Walt Disney World to know more about leadership agility and the future of customer service. So come uh, join us as we experience Steakhouse 71, Topolino's, and um, Toledo. Now, um... And again, a reminder that our Disney at Play podcast offers videos and links and photos of the experience uh, there. So, all that said and done, let's get started with Steakhouse 71. And I was really bummed out because we were joined by John and Lori Scally, uh, who are just great friends and DVC owners and who love the wave. I kept... Every time they come in town, they make another reservation to the wave. And so I was excited to show them something different. And um, it did not fail. It was so delightful um, that uh, we actually created uh, two videos. I created one video of the restaurant experience. And the second of the whole 
changes which had come to the lobby area just outside the entrance to the restaurant. You're going to want to catch both of those videos, which you can also do on on our YouTube channel, J. Jeff Kober, and you may want to subscribe there as well. I love, how could I not love this restaurant? Especially as you come into the contemporary, they have redone the walls with images and architectural renderings from the creation of the contemporary resort. It, it was so memorable to see these different, many of them, not many of them, but some of which I had not even seen before, or at least I hadn't seen them in some time. A big mural sits against the back, uh, as you, uh, opposite of you as you, as you check in at the lobby um, desks. A big, beautiful mural done in the style of uh, Mary Blair's uh, Grand Canyon Concourse mural. And in fact, there's a wonderful picture of her with the mural. But there's other photos as well. And then you come to uh, Steakhouse 71. Now, if I missed one thing, it was that I love those uh, blues, those rich blues and lights that you that you had when you came into the wave. Um, so I thought I'd be missing that, even though the rest of the experience restaurant looked uh, way too much like uh, a dining cafeteria in an old folks' home. Um, but uh, it didn't matter because when you step into the corridor at the entrance to um, uh, Steakhouse 71, you are immediately met with beautiful images of uh, the opening of Walt Disney World and of the Contemporary Resort Hotel. If you'll recall, uh, about a month or two ago, I talked about an image in Time Magazine, which this image is replicated in black and white form in, at, in large scale, and it shows what I believe to be the train station under construction, never got completed, must have gotten torn down, but there was a train station at one point um, under construction for the Magic Kingdom in the Tomorrowland station, and the image has always kept looking across the, um, uh, the raceway, the Grand Prix raceway, um, and then over to the contemporary resort but there are other images that are just really wonderful to see and then you step into the restaurant there's a lounge as you move forward and there's some um, lounge areas as well lots of photos or not lots of photos I apologize lots of images and the design of Tomorrowland particularly Space Mountain and they're just great renderings that you may have not seen before. You step into the main room of the restaurant and there are two big murals on the back side. One that kind of celebrates um, uh, the Magic Kingdom and the other that kind of celebrates a world on the move and it's done in all blues and it's very lovely. Um, it's a very lovely uh, artistic set of renderings more akin to what you would see in the 1970s. Now, my biggest disappointment of this is that we 
recorded our entire experience reviewing the food that we ate at the restaurant. And for whatever reason, it did not capture anything past the appetizer uh, conversation. So I'm unfortunately not able to to share with you what um, our actual recordings of that event. But let me tell you a couple of highlights. Uh, Kath and I ended up getting and sh and sharing, well, not sharing really. Um, she got the French onion soup, which I had gotten at another restaurant a few days before. It was okay, not that memorable. I got the Steakhouse 71 onion rings because I had heard that these hand-breaded um, onion rings had a spicy ranch dipping sauce and it was just these are the like the best onion rings ever and they were really good onion rings they didn't but i i kind of regretted getting that that's just not an appetizer to get with this kind of restaurant i've been before to the wave and they've kept on the bacon and eggs appetizer uh which is kind of a pork belly with a with a, a poached uh, perfect egg as they put it and some smoked cheese grits and it is really good but I wanted to try something different more uh, of note was our dinner which I can't even remember which I think she ordered no I ordered the roasted prime rib and classic Yorkshire pudding now this is a very 70s kind of thing to order and that's why I just had to go with it um, and uh it didn't disappoint. Uh, it just was, um, it was filling. By the time we got, I got toward the end of the meal, I was wondering if I could eat anything else. Um, and then my wife got the vegetable Wellington and I love beef Wellington. So this was gonna be kind of a different thing. It had mushrooms and fire roasted artichokes and a puff pastry with Brussels sprouts. Um, th there was kind of a, 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 a twang to that, that um, dish that did not quite do it for me as much as I was hoping it would do for me. But it was, it was still, um, we still, you know, took it all in. We, I also had the uh, mac and cheese on the side. No regrets there. I thought that was delicious. And, uh, and then I had the Bernays also with the Beef Wellington. Our friends took on the, uh, the fish that evening. And uh, I can't remember which type they had, but they loved their fish dish. It was kind of a uh, choice of fish dish for the evening. And um, anyway, they loved, both of them loved their fish dishes. Then in the evening, we kind of shared two things for dessert i'd heard great things about the apple tart uh which has caramelized granny smith apples puff pastry and a blackberry gelato on uh, the scallies had the steakhouse 71 chocolate cake which is layers of chocolate cake in fact 14 layers i think it's 14 for each layer of the contemporary resort chocolate mousse and uh and raspberries and um, the apple tart was okay. It was not memorable and it wasn't a great uh, portion for sharing. Uh, much more interesting was the Steakhouse 71 chocolate cake. 
I had a couple of bites of theirs, and they didn't even finish theirs. There's, there was still some left, but I, I thought it was a great cake. It was moist and lots of thin little layers and lots of um, chocolate mousse in between. It was a great dish. Would I have ordered maybe some other things on the menu next time? Yeah, definitely. But would I come back again? Absolutely. I really like Steakhouse 71. You know, a lot of people, I, what I really want to do is take in the, uh, the breakfast. Uh, a lot of folks love to come over there for breakfast. And, uh, and they've got some really traditional favorites, such as Eggs Benedict and Steak and Eggs. Um, they also have Walt's Prime Rib Hash, which I'd like to try. There's a, um, an avocado toast. So there's some really fun choices that you could have for breakfast. And I hope to try that sometime soon. Looking forward to that. But there was no... Di First of all, we had great company with the Scallies. They are just fun, terrific. They're from the Washington, D.C. area. So lots of great conversation about politics. It was just the day after their uh, Virginia governor was, uh, was uh, elected. And so lots of great conversation and discussion. It was just a fun time and just being at Disney. I would, we would have stepped over to the Magic Kingdom to have finished off the day with fireworks, except I hadn't dressed warmly and it was a very cold evening. So I wasn't inspired to, to go over to the Magic Kingdom, but everything else about it was just memorable and wonderful. And I highly recommend Steakhouse 71 at, uh, at the Contemporary Resort. You will not be disappointed. Now, we um, also had an opportunity as part of my birthday, my wife and I just got away, the two of us, to do dinner again at Topolino's Terrace. So, uh, an opening came up and I thought, this is perfect. We are having to go to an earlier event. And so it was a later uh, evening. It was an 8 45, I think, um, dinner time reservation, but they were ready for us when we got there. And what was uh, probably the best part of that is that they sat us by the window and from there we could see the new Harmonious show. And so worth seeing um, from the air. I, I kind of down in my previous review of that experience, I kind of... Thought that the restaurant didn't seem to face Epcot quite right, but in truth, it you know from the restaurant and from the uh, open air uh, patio outside the restaurant, you could get a, a fun view. And let me tell you, when when those fireworks are all working in unison, it, it it's just like it's it's um it's a flower in pyro just beautiful how it is i wish they had were able to bring the music into the restaurant so you could hear the music to the fireworks but maybe that's asking too much i don't know any rate um and by the way i have to say because every situation was the same our service was so terrific at all of these restaurants you just really don't get bad service from my experience um not kind of like i did at prime time Cafe, which was a whole nother review that if you haven't listened to that, you may want to go check that out because that was not a pretty situation. But when you get into these fine dining experiences in the resort hotels, 
you generally have 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 uh, the opportunity to be with great um, servers who really know their craft and can provide a great experience. And that was our situation for sure as we uh, dined at Topolino. Now, before I had gotten the um, the uh, dish and I'm trying to look it up. It was the um, rigatoni, which others had said was fantastic. And maybe I need to try it again at some point, but it was so salty and so over the top. It, it didn't, it didn't interest me um, doing again. On this particular dining experience, we had the diverse scallops. That's what Kath ordered and she enjoyed them. They didn't look, I tried some of them and, and they were good. They were nice. I don't find too many variations on the theme of scallops. Um, it's a safe, uh, enjoyable meal, but it's never really anything. I go, whoa, this is just uh, amazing. Um, never, never seem to have that experience. On the other hand, I did have the filet mignon and uh, with pit, potato puree, pickled scallions. I, and it was, it was a great, it was a great steak. It was um, a delicious steak. It was cooked right. I had no problems with that, um, with that experience. And then I think together we uh, enjoyed the warm chocolate lava cake at the end. So what made that dining experience so nice was, well, we were celebrating uh, a birthday, but at the same time, it was just the two of us together to enjoy some time together and the and Harmonious really topped it off. Now, right now there are several choices of where to go that you can get um, rooftop dining. Uh, Topolinos is one of those. Previous to its opening is was Toledo. And that restaurant, uh, Toledo Tapas Steak and Seafood, which is a, a crazy name, it's crazy because you you like name all of the menu items that goes with Toledo, which is interesting because anything with tapas, you're immediately thinking about eating Spanish food, food from Spain. And I've been to some tapas restaurants in in and about, um, particularly the Colombia restaurant here in town, which it's in a bad restaurant. It's a, it's a very enjoyable restaurant, but I'm not really big on a lot of um, Spanish cuisine. It just isn't what really sets me off. So, But I was having a team of six managers who were visiting Walt Disney World, and they were staying um, at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. And we needed an opening night meal, and this was the best choice you could get there on property. So I, I decided let's take a let's take a risk on this. Uh, I, to, uh, going back to Toledo, by the way, it is such a unique um, name. It Toledo probably in this instance goes back to the city of Toledo, Spain, um, which happens to be where Christianity first. 
got hold in the country um, uh, many, many centuries ago. And for that reason, it's often called the Holy City of Toledo in, in various literature. Um, but there's also Toledo, Ohio, <laughs> which if you grew up with Batman and Robin, they would always say, Holy Toledo, Batman. That Holy Toledo actually in the 20s and 30s, the Toledo was a sanctuary for gangsters. Uh, they made an agreement with the police that if they, um, uh, they would leave Toledo alone if the police would leave them alone. So it became kind of in jest because of the holy city of Toledo in Spain that they would call, um, that the, this area was called Holy Toledo by the gangsters. So it's kind of a funky, funky uh, origination. Everything in the tower, everything at Disney's Coronado Springs is tied to Mexican heritage. But the tower is really tied to Spanish heritage, to Spain. Um, and it has this look and feel that is just phenomenal. This restaurant is an amazing looking restaurant when you step inside of it these trees that are in, that are have grown and this um salvador dali-esque style um uh ceiling lit ceiling um similar to the lounge downstairs it just has this look and feel that is so exotic and eccentric and if you have not, and by the way, it is got views, really great views on both sides of the restaurant. Yes, on the one side, you can see uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. You can see Epcot. But on the other side, you can see into the resort itself. And it's very proximate. And then beyond it, you can see Disney's Animal Kingdom better during the day. We, we had a much later dining restaurant uh, time for this. Uh, experience as well and that was eight o'clock and what was disappointing is that it took 40 minutes before we were seated now in truth the reason that was in part they were about 20 minutes behind anyway on seating but the other aspect of this was that because we were a table of seven we had to really get two sets of tables in order to get a uh, a dining reservation. So we had a table of four and a table of three. Thank you to David. This is why you want to go with David Zanola and as your travel agent because he helps handle those things. So he took care of that res while I took care of the other one combined. You checked in on mine and then I went up to the um, to, because um, Dave cannot check in from that kind of distance. It'll, it'll send you a reminder saying, hey, you got to be a little closer to the restaurant to check in. I guess Illinois is not close enough. But at any rate, I checked in and then explained uh, the two tables. And they said, well, it might take us a little longer and we're already 20 minutes behind. It ended up being 40 minutes. But they sat us at a round table and it was a perfect uh, setting. Uh, if there was only one disappointing thing is we couldn't, easily see out the window but we were so well just the enjoyment of the company was one thing but but the food kept us so preoccupied that it was really 
we just didn't even pay attention when 845 came around and the fireworks were happening for Harmonious. Wish we had caught that. And you can go over to the adjacent Dalu Reserve and step outside on their, on their big, big outdoor deck. And uh, I love the I love Dahlia because it references uh, the same neighborhood in which I live in. I live on Dahlia Reserve, so it's kind of cool to see that. I look forward to coming back and just enjoying a few bites. I don't drink, but I enjoy a few bites uh, to eat there. Um, I have to say that um, I I just was totally taken by the the food it was just so good we had the flight of four pintos which is chilled mussels um escabeche olive oat olive oil poached tuna with lemon tortilla española spanish potato omelet valdeon blue cheese with fig and honey that latter oh, was so good we had pan con tomate which was just crushed tomato garlic olive oil on this charred bread, s seemingly simple. Uh, and then we also had the charred octopus, which was uh, which was pretty good as well. It seemed like most all of us, well, several of us, not all of us, but several of us ordered the um, braised lamb shank, which isn't usually where I go to first. It has an olive oil potato puree, Rosemary roasted garlic gravy, huckleberry jam, and English peas. What a combination of taste to go with this. And that lamb shank fell off of the fork. You did not have to cut it. It was so um it was so tender and so delicious and so filling. Um a friend of mine got the brick oven cauliflower. That was very tasty. And on the side, he had gotten the Brussels sprouts, which were also really great. And then two of the gentlemen uh, took in the bone and ribeye for two. They loved it. You could have cut that one with a fork too. And uh, and they had a couple of house sides with that. It was, um, these were great dishes. I was stuffed by the end of it, even though we were sharing all those appetizers and only really got a taste of those, I was still really stuffed. That doesn't mean I couldn't take on um, the dessert. And it seemed like most all of us, this is where most all of us ordered the same thing. We took on the uh, uh, 50th anniversary dessert, which was an almond cheesecake uh, with Marcona almond, lemon curd, pistachio sponge, a meringue, cherry gelée, and fresh raspberries. I want to say that I probably have never had a cheesecake as good as that cheesecake. It was over the top. The almond uh, crumbling on the bottom of it, so good. Cheesecake was great. The only problem with cheesecake is I like it really, really cold, and it had been out just a little while, so it was cool, but not cold. And I really like it cold, but then it had this this lemon curd on top in a special design and i'm telling you that was that was amazing and uh 
And the company, of course, was also really great for that restaurant. So we had a really good time. Cannot, of the three, oh, I absolutely have to take, I have to go back to uh, Toledo. And in fact, my wife hasn't been there. That was actually my first trip to Toledo. It was so popular right before the pandemic. And I was just looking for the right time and excuse to go. And um, that event allowed me that opportunity. And it was so worth it. The other two, yeah, great. Particularly um, uh, Steakhouse 71. But if I were to choose between two rooftop restaurants, I would go with Toledo. Now, the other rooftop restaurant, well, that we all know about is California Grill. I've eaten there many times. In fact, in Disney Institute days, we actually started lunch servings, uh, offerings uh, for our participants. And we had the entire restaurant to ourselves. So I am very familiar with California Grill. They've gone to a fixed price menu during during the uh, anniversary. And that doesn't appeal to me. That isn't what makes California Grill work. Although, who are we kidding? What makes California Grill work is the view. It is a stunning view from there. But um, but you might as well hit the monorail bar with some folks you know from DVC um, and, and just and just uh, skip it and eat at Steakhouse 71 is my thinking. Now, there's also a new restaurant on top of the new tower at Swan and Dolphin. We've got to check that out. And probably they've got the best views of any because it is so proximate to both Epcot and to Disney's Hollywood Studios. They probably have the prime location in that regard. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like sometime we'll get over to that dining experience. I also will tell you that I had an opportunity to spend, um, uh, have dinner with um, the, uh, this team of managers at uh, Beer Garden, which is a, um, which was tied to a candlelight processional package and I'll, I'm not going to do a review on that. It was it was much better than the last time I went to it, which was before COVID. So I thought it was a good presentation, the desserts especially, but didn't overwhelm me. Our team loved the entertainment. And the only thing I could think of when I saw the entertainment was, oh my gosh, back in the 90s, I used to see them I used to see them in the break room behind American Adventure for the cast member uh, break room. Uh, they've been around a long time ago. There, <laughs> I hope there's a plan to replace them because they've kind of gone on, but they're so good and they were the best part of the meal for for them, uh, for my team. They loved that and we loved Candlelight Processional. I hope to get over to Epcot and do something specific on that. The second thing, I may make an entire meal review off of it, and that is astonishingly, drumroll please, the Crystal Palace. I was so taken back by the experience there, and there's a re I've been there before, but this experience was totally different. 
and uh, I'm just going to share that in a future dining review. You're going to want to you're going to want to check that out cuz I love the Crystal Palace. That was a treat and I am so definitely going to work off my weight so I can go back there sometime soon. Well, anyway, that's the uh, the whole of it. Uh, that's our <laughs> crazy uh, dining experience review, but I wanted to share that with you. We've got a lot more to come, especially as we go in the holidays. So stay tuned, stay subscribed to this podcast. If you get a chance, please go and visit um, iTunes and please, if you could, offer a positive rating or review. That really helps. And for those who'd like to do a little bit more, definitely check out the Wayfinder Society, which is our Patreon page. For as little as a dollar, you can have access to interactive, exciting tools that will expand your knowledge and insight and understanding of all things Disney. It uh, We go into... Pandora World of Avatar with a study of that land in a way you can't study it any other way. And then we're also going through a big review of Pirates of the Caribbean and how it's different across the globe and that experience. Lots to study there. And then um, and then for those who take on the higher tiers, we have a Disney at Work portion which looks at best in business practices at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World during the 50th anniversary. So check out the Wayfinder page. Again, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Appreciate your patronage. And in the uh, words of Sinbad, storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.